Fake Up Fourth Round Picks Edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hufbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US-based and available in 40 states. Head to KUTT.com. That's KUTT.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're brought to you by the SGPN merch store. 50% off everything when you use the promo code PLAYOFFS. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, the 24th of January, and we are here to scour over the bones of all the different competitions that we picked uh, rubbish in this week and have a look at the FA Cup fourth round action. This weekend, I think we go on Friday night through to Monday night, possibly something like that. Joining me um, first tonight, we've got a few different voices coming on the show tonight. Uh, but first is the most familiar is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Buzzer. How are you? Even Malcolm, yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Apart from uh, suffering a little bit from some very, very poor picks this midweek. Um, oh, okay. Absolutely reeling. Uh, I thought it was off to a good start tonight. You'd taken Leeds to score both halves. I'd taken Liverpool handicap, both up 1 0 at half time. And you're thinking, yeah, we're on target here. And then uh, all went a little bit downhill from there. And it wasn't any better yesterday either. So, um, hoping to come into this weekend freshened up, rejuvenated, and pick some more winners. Um, although last FA Cup weekend wasn't brilliant for me, uh, very average. But then the FA Cup replays. Was brilliant. So uh, it depends which slant you take on it. I'm abided by them FA Cup replays where we went four from four. Or um, am I going to struggle? Let's find out. Yeah, I'd say it's been a topsy turvy week of results, but I, I made these notes earlier on today. And then both um, both of our picks tonight uh, went awry as well. And it, even though I think they were probably both correct, certainly the Leeds one. Don't have Leeds didn't score. Uh, in both halves, so it's probably been more turvy than topsy now at this point. Um, but yeah, I'll run through because there's all sorts of we were in four different continents at various points trying to find some winners. Um, Slick Rick first in the chat tonight. Rick, how are you? Uh, Mafia James, is it lads? How are you doing up the Oldham? Look, good win yesterday. I can't remember the beat to the I saw them a one nil up, um, two nil, didn't they? I can't remember who it was now. Yeah, um, um they did win two nil though. I nearly last night, Barry, but the cold got the better of me. Went to Blythe Spartans against Scarborough Athletic because my mate uh, from Scarborough and a lot of his he lives around the corner from me, but a lot of his Scarborough mates were coming up for the game. Um, so Scarborough won. I tipped him up a losing bet. You'd be pleased to hear. Uh, so not only did he have to go and stand in the cold at Blythe, uh, but he had to uh, lose money for the privilege of doing it. And Duke is up there as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, this goes all the way back to Monday night, Baz, we picked from last week. Brighton nil, Wolves nil. Um, 
there was a lot of fannying about in this game. Fucking hell. I was watching all, I was watching four games at once, so I kept flicking on this. Every time I put Brighton Wolves on, João Pedro was doing drag backs on the penalty spot. That's all that happened. Like, that was it. The entire game was just João Pedro just spinning around on the penalty spot. I'm a shotson. Um, and what did make me like James Milner looks a bit like, you know, when the dad goes on the stag do. Like, that's what James Milner looks like in that team because they're all fanning about. And then they give it to him. And he's like, oh. it's like he's got, like he's doing his one dance, his one dad dance that you decide to do when you're 40. Uh, so, yeah, dad on a stag do for James Milner. So that was dog shit um, Monday. Briefly need to get across to Asia on Monday. China failed to score. So it ended the tournament. They did have one disallowed. I got quite excited, but it was VAR off. So China went home without scoring. And then India rolled up the next day, Barry. And did you see their results? They didn't score, did they? No, they never scored again. So that's the end of them. Both of them out without scoring. What I think they need to do is, Baz, 1.4 million on each side, first goal the winner. That's what I reckon. We need to set that up. We'll get China versus India going. Uh, everybody in. And, but the fun thing on Monday night was the AFCON. It was absolutely insane. So we had a good sweat. Um, it, uh, we put out Cape Verde at 6-1 to one to roll over Egypt. Um, I know Callum was on it. We talked about it on the show. We said that it was too big. Cape Verde led at half-time. Uh, but then Egypt got back. Egypt got in front. So they were going through. But then in the other game, Mozambique, who we took the Mozambique team total, we did a little ladder. Um, Mozambique scored 91st minute, 94th minute to cash that bet at 4-1. So that's the bet that got me out the shit this week. That's the one that actually leaves me in a little bit of profit this week, um, which left Egypt, or they thought they were out. And then Cape Verde scored a mad equaliser. So it was just absolutely insane. Um, Tiger, one of uh, mate of mine, one of our listeners, sent me his little bet slip. He'd done the team total, Cape Verde team total, and the Mozambique team total at 30-something to 1. Uh, just a little pizza bet, so he won a little bit of beer money. But that was just insane. Cape Verde are brilliant. Like, um, their entire team, it looks like they've got a team of either Alan St. Maximin or Alexander Isaacs. They just, the whole lot of them step over as all sort of rangy, skillful players. The sole intention is to do something raj with the ball whenever they get it. That's all they want to do. Um, and then, yeah, she- I mean, uh, of all of the stuff I've watched in the African Nations Cup, Cape Verde have been the team. That have caught my eye. I've, I've been entertained by them. They look fun to watch, and honestly, they could they can push a few teams like twenty two to one to win the tournament. Um, still big underdogs, but might get a run for your money out of them. Well, I'm going to come to them in a minute, but um, Tuesday night Cameroon did the same thing. They were done. There was like three injury time goals in that game against Gambia, uh, where Cameroon scored. Gambia thought they'd scored. Did you see the Gambian bloke handball it in and then run off like he'd scored the winning goal in the World Cup final? He, there were three teams out. It was not goal, goal, goal. 91, 92, 95. 96. Corner comes in and he just punches it in. But then he runs off like it's going to count. So that everyone's gone mad. The bench have gone mad. They're piling out the stand. But he knows. He must know it's going to get disallowed. So I just didn't understand. It was the proper hand of God, Diego Maradona, which was fine trying it on. But to celebrate the way he did, like it was absolutely nuts. Um, so Cameroon hung on, I think. But then Algeria got knocked out. Algeria went out. And they were going to be my pick. 
until I got onto the trend about North African countries. So Algeria went out to, after a first ever win by Mauritania. Uh, the Mauritanian national anthem couldn't sound more like a James Bond villain is about walking down the corridor behind it. It's the most sinister sounding anthem you've ever heard. And then Tunisia, North African teams, whilst Tunisia got toasted as well. So it's been really good fun. The round of 16 is just about set, but I did see some uh, the some of the early games were set, Barry, and Cape Verde jumped off the page straight away to me. I bet it doesn't sound like you've seen these odds yet. Um, so Nigeria, my pick, uh, they play Cameroon, but it's um, a bit of a hapless Cameroon side. That's on Saturday. My 101 shots, Guinea, uh, went through, and they're even money favourites to uh, beat Equatorial Guinea. Uh, in the Guinea Derby in the next round. But Cape Verde are even money, Baz. That's to ridiculous. To uh, Mauritania on yeah, I think um, Cape Verde are Monday afternoon. So there's, I know there's a show coming up between now and then, but um, that uh, Cape Verde beat Mauritania. And Cape Verde wrestled a lot of players yesterday um, as well because they were already assured of top sport in the group. So there you go. Um, Cape Verde goals, Malcolm, stands out to me straight away. I mean, as you say, we'll probably cover it but it'll be Sunday night. But Cape Verde, 6-4 to four to score two goals in that game against Mauritania. Eighteen hell. 6-4 to four and 5-1 like, to one to score three. So they've scored two or more in all three of their group games. And that's against Egypt and Ghana and Mozambique, who are arguably better than Mauritania. Um, yeah, two goals or more, 6-4, to four stands out like a sore thumb. I'll be getting on that earlier. There's going to be line movement in that game, surely. All the money's going to come in yeah. for Cape Verde. It's got to. We might have... We might have a- discussion about this Barry when we get off the show in an hour because um, yeah. we've uh, we've built up lovingly built up a little pot over the last few days uh, so it might be t- time to fire a bullet on that one um, worst pick of the week goes to the Chelsea v Middlesbrough game Barry we both thought <laughs> Middlesbrough would keep this close uh, 6-1 yeah that was the end of that well done everybody um, Fulham v Liverpool not really uh, Brett's going to come on he can tell us how he feels about Fulham in a little while but yeah both teams have scored over two and a half which not far away. I mean, Fulham made a better game of it than um, than it looked like early on when they went 3-1 down on aggregate. And I did hit my Cheltenham handicap, Barry. Um, they covered the line against Bolton, which was fine. So, yeah, not ideal. I mean, anything else from those midweek games for you, Baz? No, very uh, very much forgettable from me. Um, happy to move on and um, pick some winners instead. Um. I have got one bit of lifestyle. Did you see my uh, tweet this afternoon about my new accessories, buddy? Yeah, I was expecting to wear them. So I've got... I was expecting to wear them. Um, yeah, I've got them here. Um, my eyeballs have felt a bit strained recently. Now, that worried me because, as discussed previously, from there, from my nose down, I'm fucked. Everything's knackered. Nothing works. But my eyes and my hair are in great condition. That's all I've got left, right? And my eyeballs have started going. I was like, oh, do I need glasses or whatever? So I got some of those uh, blue, what they call blue light glasses. Um, I actually used some of that money that we won, Baz. I invested it. And they came today and they come in a nice box. In a nice box. And they come in a nice, they've got a nice thing. But I put them on. And because I had my woolly hat on, I just couldn't have looked more. (laughs) Proper Ali G with it. And I don't know, they've got a little touch of paedophile about them as well. Without the hat, with the hat, they're just Ali G. Without the hat, they're a little bit kiddie fiddler. So, yeah, I'm not really too sure about them. What I was thinking about actually getting bars was some uh, 
light therapy glasses. Do you know anything about these? No. Because I've been moaning, it's been cold and dark for months, which it has. You can get these things. They make you look a bit like the fellow out of Daft Punk. So you wear them and <laughs> it, it, it sort of, it forces false sunlight into your eyeballs. And, like, you know, um, and they're quite trendy, apparently. Young people know all about them. I was speaking to Kramer before. And they're all the rage in California, yeah, Barry. He's, um, but who I heard talking about them on Talk Sport was Gary O'Neill, the Wolves manager. Now, I've said before, he was, he was a bit David Brent when he was on um, uh, Monday Night Football. He was yeah. a little bit cringy. And he was a big fan of the old light therapy, but they were about 150 quid, Baz. So maybe um, Cape Verde can do us a favour and buy us a pair of, um, of light therapy glasses um, next week. That is my news. Right. We're going to make some picks. Um, we've got some, like I say, Brett's coming on in a bit. We've also got the Black Country derby. Uh, West Bromwich Albion against Wolves to discuss. Obviously, when Newcastle played Sunderland a couple of weeks ago, we got Callum on to give a Sunderland point of view. So we've got a West Brom angle um, pre-recorded, which we're going to play out in a little minute. Let's first talk about ba -ba -ba -ba, underdog fantasy. Um Great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and football. Simply pick high or low on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100x with some spicy plays. Watch along, make your picks. Uh, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. You think by the end of the week uh, for Underdog Fantasy, we've gained access, Megan Barry, and we're going to have our own uh, show promotional code. Um, so you can help us out if you're um, on the other side of the Atlantic by uh, signing up to Underdog Fantasy with our promo code, but we'll get to that um, another time. Right. What do you want to do, Baz? Do you want to kick off with West Brom Wolves and we can let, uh, you can let Cookie tell us about that, or do you want to make a couple of picks first? Let's make a couple of picks. So we can try and keep it chronologically, roughly. Let's start with the Friday picks at the beginning. So have you got I've a Friday got, pick then? I've got, I think I've got two Friday picks. So let's. So, so there is a the Thursday front. game, which I'm guessing we both ignored. I don't know why this is on Thursday night. Bournemouth against Swansea. Um, but yeah, I've got a Friday pick. Go on then. Let's run through our two Friday picks, yeah. Baz. You well, just... I've actually got Thursday included in my acca, but I've had to put my acca into two parts. One for the people who have listened before Thursday and one for the people who are listening after Thursday. Okay, um, fair enough. We'll get to the ACA later on. I've got a five-day ACA because these FA Cup games go from Thursday to Monday. Covering five days, so a little bit of excitement. You've got to hang around if you want the five-day ACA. Um, All going on Cape Verde team total on Monday. Oh, God, imagine. You know, We're going to be rich. We're going to be fucking rich. <laughs> uh, I'll kick off then with Bristol City versus Forest, which is a Friday night game. 1945 in the UK, which is whatever time, five hours earlier, which is 2.45 in the US. Yes, well done. Very good. Uh, East Coast. Um, Bristol, 5-2, to two, plus 2.50. Forest are 21-20, 20, plus 105. And the draw is 5-2, to two, plus 2.50. Bristol City currently sits slap bang in the middle of the championship. 13th place. They've scored 31 times. They've conceded 31 times. They're not winning many games. In fact, the only game they've won recently is that replay against West Ham in the previous round. Um, and it was that performance against West Ham that, that brought me to this fixture because it wasn't a fluke. 
they, they did match them and, and give them a really good game in both games. So it took a 1-1 draw first time of asking and then in the replay stole it 1-0. They created 26 chances over the two games and 10 shots on target. Um, Forrest, on the other hand, made really hard work of Blackpool, who were a League One side, so a division below Bristol City. They needed two games plus extra time to get past Blackpool. And they conceded four goals to Blackpool, two goals in each leg. And that's the concern for Forrest here in this game. Defensively, what can they do? Because they haven't kept the clean sheet for over two months. So although things have improved for Forrest under Nuno, defensively, they're still conceding every game. So I'm not sitting here fading. I'm not ready to take Bristol City. They're not big enough for me at 5-2, to two, given their all, all-around form. The FA Cup was a great result, but, but in the league, they're not in great form. But I think they can score goals, yeah. Um, and I think the both teams to score looks good. It's 10 to 11, so it's only a shade under even money um, for both teams to score. And I just think it's a good pick with Forrest not having kept a clean sheet for so long. I think Forrest will probably win this game, but Bristol City will get on the score sheet. Uh, and I like Bristol City v Forrest, both teams to score at 10 to 11, minus 110. That is a rock-solid start, Barry. I'll carry on uh, Friday night, which is possibly the the tie of the round and that it's two big Premier League teams, although obviously in the FA Cup you're looking for something a little bit different. But the 8 o'clock on Friday night, 3pm uh, Eastern Time, sees Tottenham Hotspur take on Manchester City. Tottenham are 4-1. Uh, the draw is Burlington Bertie, 130 plus 333. In Manchester City, you're 3-5. Um Minus 166. Um, just instinctively, immediately, I wanted Tottenham. Uh, just at the prices, I thought 4-1 to one was far too big. And a lot of this, Baz, comes from the comparison of watching Man City at Newcastle only however many days ago it was. Newcastle were in the lead at the break in that game. Um, and Spurs, I think, are been quite impressive recently. And I think they're in a better place generally than Newcastle. So if Newcastle ran City very close that day. It was a late equaliser. It was a late goal. So good number my head, if you were giving me 20 quid to put on a money line, I'd take Spurs at 4-1. to one. Um, But this is also, uh, Baz, the kind of game where there's going to be a load of fun stuff happening. And I can't see why it wouldn't do. Um, so the, the two things I picked out here... Um, the half-time, full-time, um, Tottenham half-time, Manchester City full-time, 18-1. Uh, and then the other way around, the turnaround is um, Manchester City half-time. Tottenham full-time is 33-1. Um, and then to win from behind, I've given this out a couple of times as well, Tottenham to win from behind is 14-1. Um, and Manchester City to win behind, uh, to win from behind is 11-2. Both of those, if you take it either way around, would have cashed that Newcastle game. That was Newcastle half-time, Man City full-time. And Manchester City won from behind. I can't remember if we mentioned Baz, but James Mafia, who's in here, backed as well as having the best day of his life at primarily my expense. He backed Newcastle half time, Manchester City full time, you know. He'd come That's in the pub afterwards where we're all sitting suicidal, waving his fucking screenshot of that around in my face as well. Absolutely shameless. Um, so, yeah, I think um, that might be. Uh, yeah, they're looking to the chat now, having a little flex from 4,000 miles away. It's easy now, James, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I think there's going to be some mad stuff. We go turn around, we go win from behind. But I do think Spurs are very, very live uh, at a price of 4-1 to one in that one, Baz. 
Yeah, so I've got one final one on the Friday night, which is the Chef Wed versus Coventry game. And the reason I've gone for this one um, is that we've got a very direct comparison game, which happened just four days ago. Um, they played each other in the league on Saturday. Chef Wed at home to Coventry at Hillsborough. Uh, they lost 2-1. Uh, and it's a game that I put out on our live stream on Saturday morning where I cover a lot of the AFL stuff. I said I fancied Coventry. I thought they were a good price. Um, I said I fancied Coventry team total, two or more, and both of them hit. So I've done all right in that game, and I feel happy enough to go back to it. Coventry took a 2-0 lead in the game uh, before Chef Wyatt pulled one back in the second half. That win for Coventry stretched their unbeaten run to 10 games. They've won seven of those 10. And more notably, they've scored at least two goals in their last seven games, Coventry. Seven games in a row they've scored twice, and they've done it at the weekend against Chef Wednesday. So I'll just take them to do the same again. 11 to 10, it's still plus money. Uh, Coventry team total versus Chef Wednesday. Coventry to score two or more at 11 to 10, plus 110. I love that pick. I looked at that game uh, and immediately was like, yeah, I love that. Because we've just seen it. Uh, we called it right that day. Um and yeah, we've just seen it. And I looked at it. I didn't make any picks on it, but my eye was pretty much immediately drawn to it uh, when we looked at that as well. Okay, we'll move along. Once we've talked about cut peer to peer social betting platform, look, tons of fun. Kramer has been uh, dominating uh, on cut over the NFL playoffs. Um, available in 40 states. Peer to peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. Betting directly against your friends or others on sports, politics, pop culture, whatever you want. Cut offers low vague and fully customizable odds. You can create your own bets. The social features, uh, group chats, cashback, all sorts of good stuff. Cut is the peer to peer social betting platform, US based and legal in 40 states. Head to kutt.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And Hall of Fame bets helping everybody win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. Um, Hall of Fame bets analytics platform uh, for parlays, player props, game lines. You can research NFL, NBA and soccer with historical stats and data. What you need to do is put all your bets in to the Parley Optimizer and Hall of Fame bets gives you all the info you need. Um, players um, hit rates, expected probabilities, who's hot, who is not, all that sort of stuff. So stop it in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And don't forget to get in the merch store. Um, there's 15% off everything in the store from now until the end of January with the promo code PLAYOFFS. Um, so, yeah, get your favourite. I've got my eye on the mini helmet, Baz. I want the SGP mini helmet, I think, from the old merch store. So 50% uh, off everything with the promo code PLAYOFFS. Um, okay, so that is Friday night covered. Saturday, I've got a few bits and bobs, uh, but we're going to move to the 7 o'clock game on Saturday night. I have no idea why this is on telly. It's not even really on telly. It's on ITV4. Um, it's not very appealing. I will watch it, but I'll be watching it through my hands. The game we're talking about is Fulham taking on Newcastle United and fresh off a Carabao Cup semi-final exit. Um, maybe not totally unexpected, but probably a bit disappointing anyway, uh, is Mr. Brett Pund. Brett, hey, how are you doing? Are you okay, son? Yeah, I'll make it. I'll make it. I've seen uh, I've seen worse. So uh, 
yeah, we pushed it to the end, but um, I think that's yeah. all you can ask for, isn't it? Especially yeah. having gone a goal down. I mean, Bernd Leno just forgot to sew his hands on. That was so soft, so soft, and it could have easily got away. We saw a game the night before; they got out of hand quickly. Um, Fulham didn't let that happen, did they? And I mean, they were one kick of the ball away from uh, from tying it up after they got the equaliser, Brett. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I had to to decompress a little bit and stay stay away from Twitter, so I haven't seen the full <laughs> reviews coming in yet. But um, I have heard from others that have told me they thought you know Fulham maybe left it too late. But my counter was that I think Liverpool was actually wanting them to go all out, and if Fulham would have opened up, yeah. maybe Fulham would have scored too. But I can tell you that Liverpool for sure would have probably scored more themselves. So. I think the goal was just hanging around as long as they could. And um, ultimately, that's pretty much what happened. Um, you know, Pereira hits the post and, you know, a, a nick the here and there. And we could have maybe gone through. But, yeah, good run. Um, but, yeah, just a little short. Yeah, so that set up a Chelsea-Liverpool final. Just a bit boring, really. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of they're always nil-nil, aren't they? Haven't they had about four still, or five nil-nils in a row, Chelsea-Liverpool? Penalties. It was the first comment tonight uh, in the YouTube chat was uh, Slick Rick was getting a nil-nil bets into the League Cup final. I'm torn <laughs> between being a little bit devastated that we really should have beaten Chelsea, but I just think how I would feel now, Baz, if we yeah. had that final to come with Liverpool. Because you know how much I hated that five-week gap between the semi-final and the final last year when it was Man United. Honestly, I don't think... I'd rather not be in it, which is absolute loser talk, but I'm quite happy just to carry on with my miserable existence rather than have that hanging around my neck like an albatross. Um, so, Brett, the cup action doesn't stop and Fulham will welcome Newcastle to Craven Cottage on Saturday night. Obviously, we played... Fulham fairly recently. It's the only game, apart from the Sunderland Cup game, it's the only game Newcastle have won in recent memory. But it was a bit of a non-event after Raul Jimenez went a bit nuts and got himself sent off early on. So, I mean, can you see a, a cup hangover or how are you feeling about this game uh, Saturday? Yeah, uh, you guys have invited me on twice and I'm going to look bad going against Fulham both times. But uh, <laughs> the, the spot here just... I mean, it's everything Newcastle, right? I mean, Fulham just had the League Cup, the, the second leg at home. It was the first time really ever that I can remember that happening. And then, you know, they were pushing to go to a, a final since 1975 was the last time. Um, and if you were watching there at the end, I'm sure you guys were on the on here already. But, I mean, Paulinho was completely shot. William was barely moving towards the end. I mean, there's going to be a couple of guys that are that put everything into that and yeah, it just – I will say I, I don't know if I, – I, I doubt Silva will rotate, so you'll probably still get those guys here because he does prioritize the cup, as you've seen with that run there. Um, but, I mean, there's going to be some heavy legs going into that game. And, I mean, with Newcastle, like the the league form away from home is pretty documented. It's not been great. Um, but – when they've gone on the road in these cup games, they seem to show up. I mean, they just battered Sunderland. Uh, I know that's that's a league below, but that was a big derby game and really just completely destroyed them. And then uh, you were just talking about Chelsea. They were winning all the way until, what, the last kick of the ball, it seemed like, and still had to lose in PKs, and that was on the road. So um, 
if if I'm making a pick here, uh, my article comes out probably here in a bit, but um, one of my favorite picks of the weekend is just getting Newcastle. Um, I'm going to take the minus um, 0.25 because I do want the draw on the side. I don't really see a whole lot of goals either way, um, but I do think Newcastle's just the right side just because of the spot right after today. Okay. Um, this game... Uh, Fulham are two to one home underdogs. Uh, the draw is thirteen to five plus two sixty. Newcastle are five to four favourites plus one twenty five. This is a battle. I quite like it when you come on, Brett, because I think <laughs> you uh, your attitude is similar to mine. Because I've I've got I'm taking the other side. I'm taking Fulham. <laughs> I just think the prices are wrong. Basically, yeah, through a form line, just a, Fulham's home form one six. Lost four in the league. They've beaten Arsenal at home. They've beaten West Ham at home. And Newcastle's away form is 1-1, drawn two, lost seven. Now, if you showed me those two sets of numbers and asked me to tell you which team was the 2-1 to one underdog, it's the that it's the second one. It's the team that have won one. It's, it's really, really straightforward. Like, um, So you make a good point that Fulham would be tired uh, physically and potentially emotionally after tonight. But Newcastle is struggling. We've got no Joel Linton. Um, we're still down with the absolute bare bones. There's rumour and counter-rumour about some of our best players leaving. I just think at the price, Fulham 2-1 to to beat a team who have lost seven out of ten away games, I just think it's absolutely wild. And obviously you factor in my complete and utter permanent negativity. So yeah, uh, it's Fulham for me, Barry. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't Initially, take a pick in this, but um, you know, looking at the at the odds, I, personally, I, I wouldn't want Fulham at two to one. I don't think it's a big enough price for me. That I, other than the Arsenal game, I just haven't been impressed by Fulham in recent times. They've lost four of the last six. The Arsenal game, as I said last week, was a really standout performance. Um, even the cup win against Rotherham wasn't outstanding. Um, they only beat them one nil. Early goal, and then that game fizzled out a bit, really. So, two to one wouldn't be big enough for me to think Fulham, but equally, I don't fancy Newcastle at five to four. It's just a dodge for me. I'm, I'm leaving this game well alone. As you say, I'll watch it on Saturday night, but it didn't make my list of games that I would uh, would necessarily go out and make a pick on, to be honest. That's fair enough. Um, Brett, um, before we let you go, could you redirect us again to your. Um... To your article that's going to come out on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com website, what can we expect? Yeah, so that comes out uh, probably here soon, in the next hour or so. Um, I will give my favorite plays for the FA Cup weekend. Um, and then not too long later this weekend, we'll have the, uh, you know, the EPL comes back midweek. So we'll have another preview up for that, I think, on Sunday. Um, but yeah, that's up on, on SGPN's website. Um, and then... Want to give me a follow on Twitter? Um, the handle is there um, at bchinop. Um, but yeah, happy to uh, happy to jump on. And I will say, since I last came on, I feel more official now because I uh, oh oh wow look at there supporting the show a little bit. Brett's uh, rocking his merch, getting the merch store fifteen percent off, <laughs> etc. He's a company man, uh, right? Thank you, Brett. We appreciate that. We let you go and carry on mourning for a little while. We'll speak to you next time. Cheers, man. Yep, have a good one. Cheers, Brett. Uh, Brett Bund, everybody, um, from the, uh, like I say, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Go and uh, find Brett's article on there. Um, Baz, do you want to? Uh, where are you going? We went chronologically. I've got uh, 
I've got a couple of Saturday afternoon quick ones, or where do you want to go? Yeah, I've got a Saturday afternoon, so I'll jump in next. I'll take Leeds versus Plymouth as my next pick. Um, well, I've got one in this, Baz. Oh, well, you'll be able to tell us the odds for this one then. Yeah, I will. Uh, the match odds are Leeds are round about um, 3 to 10, minus 333, um, plus 475. What's that? 17 to 4 on the draw. Plymouth are the 6 to 1 rags. Yeah, so I've wrote these notes before tonight's game um, or during tonight's game. And now, now I'm feeling like I'm, I might. I don't flip, think it matters, Barry. I, I think we'll be idea. on this similar page. And my notes didn't change. These were fine tonight. Yeah, I was I was between two picks anyway, and I, I like them both, but I'll, I'll stick with where I'm at. An all-championship tie, and one that just screams goals from the start. But the boogies know that. Four to nine, minus 225 for over two and a half goals in this one. But the Plymouth games are just loaded with goals every week. Seven of the last eight have gone over two and a half. Six of those eight went over three and a half. And both teams to score has hit in all eight games recently for Plymouth. So I started off thinking maybe the over three and a half goals here, 11 to 10 plus 110 isn't a bad price. Um, so the minus Over two and a half is just too short, but I don't mind pushing it a bit further with Plymouth being in such good form for those over three and a half recently, six of the last eight. But I just think if we get four goals, I fancy Leeds to do most of that because Plymouth away from home are poor. They've just six points out of their 33 points this season in the league. Only six of them have come away from home. They've not won on the road all season. And on the flip side, Leeds have, haven't lost at home all season. They've won 10 of their last 11 at home as well. They're in really, really good form. Um, I think Leeds will win here. They're a short price at 4-11. to 11, But I think Leeds can score three in the process. Leeds team total. Leeds over two and a half goals against Plymouth at even money is the pick for me. But I don't mind the over three and a half if you fancy Plymouth to get one as well. Leeds could even get four themselves. They've done it a few times recently. Um, so, yeah, that, that's where I'm at. One of those situations, Barry, where we've handicapped the game exactly the same um, and then attacked it from a couple of different angles, which is part of the, the skill or the look that, you, that you're trying to uncover here. I've made exactly the same notes, Barry. Goals everywhere. Plymouth beat TTS seven in a row. Six of them over two and a half, five and over three and a half. What I've got here, Barry, is a little ladder um, that involves a little sort of a two-way builder bet. So I've got both teams to score is in it's a little corner stone and then added over two and a half. So both teams to score with over two and a half is evens. Both teams to score with over three and a half is 13 to eight plus 162. And both teams to score with over four and a half is 16 to 5 plus 320. Because I'm looking at a 3-1, a 4-2, or something like that. So yeah, both teams to score, nailed in, and then tagged the goals on, on top of that. So, like I say, uh same cat skinned in a couple of different ways, but yeah, I like that. Not not bad. I mean, we always love a ladder opportunity anyway. So um, yeah, happy with that. We love that. Um uh, what time's this one I've going on? I've got a quick one here. It's a horrible looking game, Saturday afternoon. Uh, three o'clock game will not be high on anyone's list of watching. Everton taking on Luton Town. Uh, Everton two to one on minus two hundred. The draw is sixteen to five plus three twenty, and Luton are out at six to one. My handicap here um, is that Everton shouldn't be one to two to beat anyone. Uh, they're not in great form. Um, they've only won three of eleven at home all season. I think did Luton turn them over earlier in the season as well at um, 
Goodison Park. And Luton are doing OK. And we've regularly said they, they never get beat by more than one goal. Um, they might make changes. That's the only thing I don't really know about here. I don't know what team Luton will put out. They haven't got a particularly uh, good squad. But Luton plus a goal is even money. Um, so we'll get a push if they lose by one. Um, I just thought that Luton could easily take this to a replay and get a result. So Luton with a little goal head start. We'll take a push because they're not going to lose by two. They never do. Uh, so we'll take Luton um, even money uh, plus one goal. Um, where next, Barry? Do you want to go anywhere? Um, I've got one more game. It's on a Sunday. So I don't know if you want to go cover the West Brom Wolverhampton. Uh, so we'll keep it chronological because that's an 11.45 kickoff. Um on a Sunday. So let's let's jump to West Brom, West Ham, uh, West Brom, Wolverhampton, Malcolm. Okay, we'll do that then. So uh, Black Country Derby here uh, between West Bromwich, Albion and Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, I used to live in the vicinity uh, where all these uh, West Country and Black Country fans live. So I've got a lot of friends down there. I called in uh, West Brom super fan, my mate, Joe Cook. I uh, had a chat to him on Monday night. Uh, Cookie gave us the lowdown um, on this West Brom versus Wolves game. Joining us to talk a little bit of Black Country Derby, West Brom Albion against Wolves is, I reckon this person is in my top 17 all-time people. Uh, absolute legend of a man uh, from Worcester is Mr. Joe Cook, also a superstar DJ. Cookie, how are you doing, son? Pavel, good evening. Delighted to make it into your top 17, pal. It's, I've been I've been striving, striving. Maybe this time next year I'll make top 15. I'll be honest, you're probably on your way down. You you were probably top 10 <laughs> five, five years ago, Joe, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, you put your West Brom tracksuit top on especially, have you? I've put it. I've got it out the wash, especially for tonight, for all of our for all of our friends, mate. So I could prove that I am true West Bromwich Albion. Excellent. Um, all the Wolves boys, you know, refuse to come on. So luckily, you've now got carte blanche to completely slag them off, and they have no right of reply as well. So that's good. Now we had this a few weeks ago because we had the Newcastle Sunderland game. So it was a bit closer to home for me and Baz. From the minute the draw was made, we had the entire build-up, the nervousness, the silliness. Um, Callum, we got we did get a Macam on the show, and he was just totally and utterly negative, convinced they were going to get hammered. Since the draw's been made, I think you had to wait a little bit because um, Wolves had to play the replay, didn't they? So it had, yeah. you haven't had a huge build-up, but how's the build-up been, and what how are you how are you generally feeling? Uh I will probably be a little bit like the Sunderland fam. I'm a little bit nervous, mate. I am massively excited. You know, it's it is a it's a local derby. Black country, maybe not. Everybody knows that Wolverhampton's actually in Staffordshire rather than in the black country pub. So, <laughs> really, if be in Warsaw, I'd be uncontrollable right now. But it's as close as we'll we'll get. I know we're not Stafford Rangers for the Wolves fans out there, but we are their biggest rivals. It has it has been a while since we since we played them due to Albion's decision not to play in the top flight of England football anymore. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a fair bit of excitement around the region, pal. Um, and generally, what's the relationship like between? Wolves and West Brom. I think. I mean, it's safe to say Wolves are the bigger club, Joe. Is that right? 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that that is that. Thank you for that, Pavel. Yes, I was unprepared. Listen, we have to hold our hands up. We can't all be as big as the mighty Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, yeah, we are. A, we're a little bit in awe of them about how great they are. We yeah, absolutely. But Pav, let me tell you an interesting story. I'll, I'll do it very quickly. Back in the 1980s, where most of your fans I'd have thought won't be around, obviously a very youthful bunch. But back in yeah. the 90s, it was actually Albion that kept Wolves afloat, mate, as we were collecting money outside our home games as they were going through some financial turbulence. So I like to remind all of our Wolves friends that that is the case, because if we weren't around, they definitely wouldn't be as well. So I think we helped, we helped them build that ground for them, Pav. Is it true? Was it actually collecting going on? That is abso absolutely true, mate. Absolutely true. We kept them going and uh, and they repay us by throwing bricks back at us every time we go to their ground, mate. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of love-hate relationship that we've got. Albeit, to be fair, whenever we seem... We've got a great record against them in recent years anyway. So, you know, they've only won one out of the last 10 against Albion. So they haven't got the best record. Let's hope it continues this weekend. Um. I asked you just before we started recording, you said you haven't got a ticket for the match. The uh, the ticket in the West Brom gave Wolves a few too many tickets. I think Sunderland did that in Newcastle as well a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean it's 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 one of the one of the pains of the FA Cup mark where you have to give them a certain allocation. So um but for, for hardworking gentlemen like me who can't make every game, can't be a season ticket pal, yeah, unfortunately I'll have to be watching it on the telly uh, with uh, the rest of my Albion contingent who can't get a ticket. I'm sure that I'm sure the atmosphere will be red hot though, pal. Oh, I don't mind West Brom cookie. And I don't know, I think it's a product of I don't know, I've told you this. In lockdown, when I had nothing else to do, like no one else did, I made a list of all 92 clubs in the order in which they got on my tits, right? And unbelievably cookie. West Brom were 92nd. They West Brom had decided had got on my tits less than any other football team in my 46 years on this planet. Um, and I've got a feeling that's because of, I would, especially when I lived near you or when I lived in the West Midlands, um, Newcastle and West Brom were quite similar, quite comparable in that there was a little bit of relegation and promotion, yo-yoing going on. Um, and the fans just seemed to have that a similar attitude in that, we're probably going to do something ridiculous, shite and get beat. But we're going to have a good laugh doing it. And obviously there was you and Ricky Newman and Des Tibby and all the other West Brom fans. So, yeah, I haven't got... I, I like West Brom. Well, I don't like them. We don't like anyone making bars. We, we say this out. But they, I dislike them less than I like everybody else. Um, so I've got... I quite like the, the baggies. This season, I was just having a look at the league cookie and, like, they're sort of stuck in a bit of a no-man's land, aren't they? Because I don't think they can... They're sitting in fifth. But the top few have got away, and yeah. you look like you should be all right for the playoffs. So it looks like it's going to be a, uh, all in on the playoffs, isn't it? What is what is typical of any Albion fan you'll speak to, mate, is that we will absolutely snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. So I would suggest that we're probably aiming for somewhere about 11th right now, mate. Sitting in fifth today, <laughs> aiming for 11th will probably be the, the season that we're, we're looking for. We don't want, you know, we don't want to be too excited and get relegated. But, you know, the playoffs, we don't want that either, mate. We just want to be nice and cosy and mid in mid-table. And we're going to do that by selling our best players in the at the end of the January transfer window as well. 
It's fair enough. Um, <laughs> getting on to this game then, what we want, Cookie, from you is some um, some insights, some betting picks. I was, I, mean, I was having a look around. Even like comparison games, really, it's hard to read into because this is Championship v Premiership. So recently we saw Newcastle go to Sunderland and completely hump them, totally drama-free. But then yeah. we've seen Bristol City turned West Ham over last yeah. week. Middlesbrough told Chelsea over in the League Cup. So while Sunderland fans were complaining that they were never going to be able to compete, that's a lot of bollocks because we've seen it time and time and time again. Um, this game in 90 minutes, West Brom are 11-4, to um, home underdogs plus 275. The draw is 13-5 plus 260. Um, and Wolves are a shade of odds on 9-10 minus 111. So... Generally, Joe, what's the what's the pattern of the game? What, what's West Brom? Are they, are they possession-based? Are they going to come out the traps and go for it? Will they set up yeah. with a low block? How is it going to pan out? I think, I think, I think that, unfortunately, pal, both teams are... They're, they're probably... It's going to be open. Um, I think there'll be goals. Uh, I don't think either either team are defensively great. So, I think, you know, if I was... As far as looking at how the game's going to, going to pan out... I think definitely if I was if I was a, a both teams to score is a shoe in. So if you're looking at a bet builder, I I would be throwing that in. I think both teams will definitely concede. Neither team will want a replay, mate. Neither team have got the squad to to um to to, to survive, you know, get another game. They they won't want that. So I think both teams are gonna end up going for it. And it's a derby, so it's gonna be spicy as well. It's a sellout crowd. I think that there will definitely be goals in this game, pal. But if you are asking me today, I think I think my, my, my better that the weekend is going to be West Brom halftime draw full time. That's where I would be looking, pal. That's your value. Oh well, see if I can price that up. I'm just having a look. Both teams to score is four to five minus one twenty five, um, and over two and a half goals is nine to ten. I just took them in a little bet build, so that's five to four. So you can get both teams to score. Um, and over two and a half goals at five to four. Um, and we've got the half-time, full-time market priced up yet. Uh, can't find that yet. Um, and what about, if you've got to uh, if, give us a fancy price cookie, there's got to be a, a big centre-back who can come and smash a header in from a corner at 33 to one, or a, a cheeky little full-back who gets on free kicks, something like that. I've got one for you, Pavel. Kyle Bartley, first goal scorer, mate. Centre-half. Um, quite possibly the greatest defender currently living in West Bromwich. So, therefore, he's my, <laughs> my outside first goal scorer tip. I think set plays are going to be important. Bartley, he's got a good record from centre-half. He's already scored this season. I would be having him as a first, first goal scorer outside that pass. Yeah, big centre-back, isn't he? Did he play for Rangers or something like that, maybe? Have Rangers, I imagine that? Rangers and Leeds, pal. Rangers and Leeds. Rangers and Leeds, yeah. So, he'll be up. The uh, player markets aren't up yet, but generally, big centre-back, 25 to 1, 33 to 1, something like that. Right, brilliant, Joe. Thanks, mate. That's uh, made my mind up for all of that. Um, anything else you want to tell us about the game or anything else before we let you go, son? Mate, as, as long as people get home safely, enjoy the day. The Wolves fans get home safely to their wife and their girlfriend, which is usually the same person, pal. Um, so all the best to them. Good luck. Great to catch you. And uh, I'll see you again soon, pal. I'll speak to you for the next round, Cookie. That's what we'll do. Good luck. Up the baggies. See you later soon. Bye. Take care, pal.
There we go. So that was Joe Cook. Um, a couple of things I want to point out about that. Uh, Kyle Bartley, I've priced it up, is, um, is he 25 to 1? I've lost it now. Uh, anytime, yeah, 25 to 1. Uh, to score first, 11 to 1, anytime goal scorer. And I don't know if you noticed, Baz, but at the end of that, Joe had made his little notes all day and he was dead excited to come on and he did a very good job. But he'd obviously built himself up to telling that joke at the end, Baz, uh, about Wolves fans getting home to their wives and girlfriends who were the same person when he obviously meant wives and sisters. Um, so he completely fucked the punchline up of his joke that he'd spent all day preparing. We stopped recording and I went, Joe, you know you fucked that joke up, don't you? And he was absolutely devastated. He hadn't even realised that he'd messed his own joke up. So um, I've punched the numbers a little bit on this one. And my pick for this is going to be West Brom to score first. I like that bet, 8-5. to five. Um, Cookie had uh, West Brom leading at half-time. So I'm going to back him up here. West Brom to score first, 8-5, to five, Baz. You got anything on this? No, but it does make it into my ACA later in the game. So we'll come to it then. I've got no thoughts. I knew you two were covering it, so I stayed clear of that one. That's fair enough. I have got one pick left, Barry. What have you got? I've got one as well. I'm going to jump in next with Watford v Southampton. Ooh. Um, Watford 13 to 5 plus 260. Southampton or Evens plus 100. And the draw 13 to 5 plus 260. Again, um, Watford games are just an automatic plug and play for goals here, very much like Plymouth earlier on. Last 12 games for Watford have seen both teams to score 12 in a row. Uh, nine of the 12 went over two and a half goals. Um, and Southampton themselves don't look too bad for goals. Six of the last eight have gone over two and a half. And five of those six went over three and a half. So plenty of goals for Southampton. Watford are just goals all of the time at both ends. Southampton have seen four goals in each of their last three games now as well. They've had a couple of 4 nils and a 3-1. Southampton are in great form at the moment. Unbeaten in 21 games now. Uh, I think they're a good price here at evens it, just to win. If anyone wants them on the money line, they might make it into my Akers at the weekend on that front. But I'm going to take the goals here. Southampton to score two or more at four to five. And Southampton to score three or more at 11 to four. And let's go one more rung up the ladder. Southampton to score four or more is eight to one. They've had two 4 0 wins in the last couple of weeks. And they've scored four in four of their last eight games. So eight to one for something that's happened in half of their recent games looks a great option. So a little ladder, we love a ladder. Watford v Southampton. I'm going Southampton team total over one point five, four to five, over two point five, eleven to four, and over three point five at eight to one. Fred, are oh, the championships agents of chaos, Barry? So yeah, more um, chaotic scenes. Um, there's a game here that. Uh, I had to, there was no way we could have get through this whole show and avoid uh, 4.30 on Sunday, which is Newport County against Manchester United. Um, and unbelievably, Baz, uh, line movement report. Um, I handicapped this um, yesterday afternoon, um, or maybe today. Newport County were 25 to 1 uh, to beat Manchester United on Bet365. Now shown at 20 to 1. They've been nipped in, Baz, five points. However, I've just fired up Skybet. And they're at 28 to 1. So, so if you want to win a Newport County, 28 to 1 is the thing to do. The draws are 12 to 1, and Manchester United are 1 to 14, minus 1400. And obviously, what I'm trying to do here is find ways of fading Man United because they're shite. Um, so, Newport on the money line, I'm quite happy with 28 to 1. 
But they were eight to Wigan were eight to one or seven to one, sorry, in the last round. It's a massive difference. They're four times. Imagine like scrape through there. Um the double chance draw or Newport is eight to one. Got no problem with that. I mean, Man United beat Wigan two 0 with a shit penalty. Wigan missed some chances as well. Newport have been lively at home. They scored some goals. Spurs one point eight three goals per game at home. Um, that I think, and I'm not just being stupid for the sake of it here. I think the prices are wildly inaccurate. Um, on the handicap, Newport plus one and a half is twenty seven to ten, plus um, two seventy. And plus Newport with a two and a half goal head start, Baz, is still odds against. It's 15 to 13, plus 115. Um, if you want a safety net, there's been loads of first half goals in those Newport games. So over one and a half first half goals is three to four, minus 133. Uh, if you're a Man United fan, you want to get involved. But that Newport plus two and a half, Barry, I mean, that's up there with uh, Cape Verde for me. Like, um, Do you think Man you were going to hump them or what? I think Manu could hump them, and that's why I'd stay away from the game. Um, I don't know, I just didn't like anything on it. Uh, as you know, New Year's resolution don't back Man United, so uh, oh, I, stayed, yeah. I stayed clear of it. Fair Three New Year's resolutions, that. Malcolm don't back Man United, more yeah. ladders. Yeah, uh, and I was going to lose shitloads of weight. Yeah. Uh, I've lost 10 pounds already. It's all right, Bloody yeah. hell, Barry. Well done. Five, five kilos for the Americans. Uh, so, yeah, everything's on progress so far. Ladders are coming out. We've hit some good ladders. Uh, I still haven't backed Man United yet this year. Uh, and the weight is going down. Sticking to them. I can't remember what my New Year's resolutions were. We did them on the show with Callum, didn't we? Uh, the last round of the FA Cup. But uh, the fact I can't remember what they were would suggest, Barry, I haven't uh, stuck to any of them. Uh, is probably what's going on. My lemon trees, uh, do you know what I've done, Baz? I've stopped watering it. It only starts to shed its leaves when you water it. So I've just stopped, and it looks all right, you know. The fruit's getting a bit bigger and a bit yellower. I'd, I'd bring it down, but I don't want to move it. It's, she's upstairs. Um, she's on the bathroom uh, mantelpiece. So when I have my nightly bath, I think the moisture, ooh, I'm making it sort of uh, Costa Rican in humidity uh, upstairs. So uh, I think she's recovering a little bit. Um, fancy stuff, Barry. Did you pick any exotics? I did pick some exotics. Um, I will kick off with my underdog, which is going to be Luton at 6-1. to one. I know you've put Luton out on the ah, hand. There we go. Well um, done. I just think Everton have struggled lately. They've stopped scoring. They've scored just one goal in the last four games. And if they can't score here, then Luton have got a chance at 6-1. to one. And let's not forget, Luton beat Everton at Goodison already this season. They beat them 2-1 earlier in the season. So 6-1 to one, Luton is just a very good price in a cup competition. With an Everton side that have sort of went off the boil a bit lately, I think it's a really good option for an underdog pick. May not win, but it's six to one. It's good value. Underdog Luton to beat Everton at six to one for me. Um, no score a pick for me this week. We just don't know the lineups, and I looked at the games, and nothing, nothing jumped out. Um, I like the Leeds game for goals. Pirro possibly would have been one. Um, I would have considered, but he was odds under. He was. 10 to 11 or something like that. So I left the scorers alone for this week. But my FA Cup acca, here we go, Malcolm. The reason uh, I have to have two ackers is because this stretches over five days. Um, we've got one leg uh, on every day. Uh, one leg every day. Um, so if you're listening to this on Friday, thinking let's get stuck into this podcast for the weekend's picks, you've already missed the Thursday night game, so you'll have to change it. Um, it's an over two and a half goals accumulator, Malcolm. So we'll kick off on the Thursday with a Bournemouth v Swansea. 
We'll then go Friday, Spurs Man City. Saturday, Leeds Plymouth. Sunday, West Brom Wolves. And then we'll wrap it up with Blackburn on the Monday night, Blackburn v Wrexham. All of those five games over two and a half goals comes in at eight and a half to one, 17 to two plus 850. If you miss the Thursday night, it's not the end of the world. Just put the other four on and you're still getting a five to one accumulator for the other four games. So over two and a half goals, Bournemouth Swansea, Spurs Man City, Leeds Plymouth, West Brom Wolves, Blackburn Wrexham, eight to one. If you miss the early game, just take the five to one for the other four. Um, that's where I have gone. This week, take the other phone, put Cape Verde in, but I'm trying to get Cape Verde and all of these things. Um, so I am my underdog is Newport County 28 to 1. Fucking Bosch, come on. Um, anytime goal score, I'm gonna stick with Cookie. I'm gonna not go with uh, Kyle Bartley 25 to 1, first and last. Uh, 11 to 1, anytime goal score, a big Kyle Bartley up from the back, Bosch crashing header. Um, and I've got a little parlay, Barry. It's um, five and a quarter to one, five and a half to one, round about there. It's a few teams we haven't mentioned, and it's some of the underdogs. It's an over half a goal team total here. I've got some of the dogs. We haven't mentioned Maidstone United yet, the lowest-ranked uh, team left in the competition, managed by uh, George Ellicobi, who's loads of fun. They travel to Ipswich, um, so it's not really an attractive uh, attractive betting proposition. Ipswich around about one to ten. Uh, Maidstone are a giant price. What price in Maidstone? Um, let's have a look. I think it's on the telly. This one twenty to one Maidstone. But I think Maidstone can get a goal. Uh, Ipswich uh, can play quite wide open. So I'm going to give Maidstone a goal. Uh, another big underdog. I'm going to give a goal. It was Norwich City. Uh, Norwich City uh, travelled to Liverpool. Uh, that game is on Sunday afternoon. Again, Liverpool around about 10 to 1 on. Norwich are 14 to 1. But I'm going to give Norwich a goal. And I'm going to round that off by giving Newport County a goal. Um, so Maidstone are 4 to 5, Norwich 5 to 6, Newport 5 to 4. So that's uh, 6.26. So yeah, 5 and a quarter to 1, round about 17 to 4 for Maidstone, Norwich, and Newport, all to get at least one goal, Baz. Yeah, so you mentioned that uh, Ipswich game. I'll cover that Saturday morning. Don't forget, we are now doing a live stream on YouTube on a Saturday morning, or I am, Malcolm, might or might not be there. Who knows? Um, 11.30, Saturday morning, 11.30 UK time. So we'll have the build-up to Ipswich and Newport. Uh, sorry, Ipswich versus Maidstone. Um, and I'll put out all of my AFL picks and stuff that I like for the weekend because we've got a little bit of championship. Um, lots of League One and League Two stuff, so there will definitely be stuff to put out there for the weekend. So get involved in the live if you can. There was plenty of people on last week. Uh, it was good fun, so get involved again. Don't forget to follow the YouTube and subscribe. Hit the thumbs up if you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube. Um, we are still five reviews short of uh, 100 on Spotify. I mentioned this last week. We had 92. We've now got 95. Ooh. Five more five-star reviews, please. Let's get us to 100 reviews on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, it takes you two seconds to just press five stars. That's it. No words required. Just press the five stars. I want 100 by next week. Um, keep following on YouTube. Follow the new TikTok if you can so I can get back live on there. I'm a long way off at the moment. But if you are a TikToker, make sure you go have a look and uh, sign up with a new account. The link is in the profile on YouTube. And it's it's at Toon Baz. Dead easy. So find us there. Um, but that is it from me, Malcolm. I'm going to go put the bins out. <laughs> put Doris's bin out. Um, 
just dawned on me, Baz, I put my Ali G's back on because these very well might be lucky glasses. We haven't considered that as an option. Uh, so if we start winning everything from here on out, I will leave the lucky glasses on uh, until that stops happening. Yeah, that was good. Loads of uh, a couple of different voices. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Cookie. Hopefully it's a good weekend because I, I was a little bit underwhelmed, Baz, by the FA Cup last time around, uh, although Newcastle won comfortable. But yeah, we want a big shot. We want Newport or somebody... Um, to to get amongst it. I do hope West Brom get a win as well. Um, thanks, everyone, in the chats. Uh, Callum, who's joined fairly recently, and Slick Rick, who was there at the top of the show. Uh, James and Duke and Luke up the Oldham, etc. Um, thanks, everybody. We'll be back possibly on Saturday afternoon. I'm going to go to work, Baz, on Sunday in Northampton, of all places, because I've got no bookings. I'm going to have to go and work for somebody else in Northampton, honestly. That Pride of Britain award can't come quick enough. Like, uh, so we can't record on Sunday. Um, so yeah, we will do it, but we'll discuss this off air. Is what we'll do. Thank you, everybody. Good luck with all your picks, uh, and we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>